Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Throwdown Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Henry. In this podcast, I keep you up to date on sports, cover sports, answer questions. We do everything in the sports. Just coming up in today's podcast, we're going to kind of recap week 13, some big takeaways, big things that happened. After that, we're going to move on to right now tracking where the MVP race for the 2020 season is at right now. So, And then we're going to get into injury reports because we have a lot of injuries that you guys are going to want to stay up to date on. So we're going to be covering Christian McCaffrey, Daniel Jones, and a lot more. And then we're going to get into our winners and losers of week 13. So yeah, we have a packed episode today. So let's get started. So we're going to dive right in with recapping week 13. So I think one of the big things that I noticed, Drew Brees replacement Taysom Hill threw his first touchdown pass in 2016 when he was a senior at BYU. Like how incredible is that? So today, Samuel also had 230 passing yards on Sunday, which is just shy of his NFL career high from two weeks ago when he posted 233, literally one yard away, which is kind of funny. He was one yard off from his career high, which he set last week. So in 49's games as a professional player, those represent the only times Taysom Hill has surpassed 100 yards through there. So pretty big thing that I picked up on this week. Uh, I think he's actually done a fair job of replacing Drew Brees. I mean, it, it's incredibly hard to replace what Drew, bring, Drew Brees brings to the Saints, but he has definitely done his part in in uh, in filling in for Drew Brees. I mean, you couldn't have asked for much better, for much better than what he's done. So the other big thing that we picked up on is the Jets remaining two and zero are still in the position to choose the first pick in the 2021 draft. But keep in mind, the Jacksonville Jaguars are at 1-11, and they are kind of hovering around the Jets. So, but they, what they lost, if the, I mean, if the New York Jets won, the, then it would get kind of interesting to see what would happen with the Jets in, in Jacksonville Jaguars. So, with that being said, this leads us to believe, and I think everybody really thinks it did, the New York Jets purposely lose that game against the Raiders. Uh, it's... It's a shame if they did because you never like to see it when that happens. But I think they might have because they were up by by four points. And then I think they purposely made a bad play call. And it, ca- and it caused the Raiders to punch one in for a game-winning touchdown with zero seconds left. And I was watching SportsCenter earlier this morning. And I was thinking when they were showing the highlights, I'm like, I think they might have done that on purpose just to secure that first pick and then what also crossed my mind if you're trevor lawrence do you really want to play for it for the jets now like it's too hard to say we don't even know if they did actually throw the game but if they did it's just a shame you don't you never want to see that like seriously i really hope they didn't but i have a feeling that they might have so moving on to another big thing that we learned in week 13 continuing our recap of week 13 is the Browns and Titans entered week 13 as the league's number one and number two rushing offense. So that by itself it is, was set for a good game. Each grounding out out 160 yards a week, yet they combined for just 180 yards on Sunday. An NFL r- leading rusher, Derrick Henry, accounted for just 60 only. Like that is not a very Derrick Henry like not at all so he accounted for just 60 and that was his second lowest output of 2020 so kind of weird i had derrick henry going into this week in fantasy and i was getting excited but then it's just like wow he kind of let me down there but derrick henry i don't know what happened he just had a bad game i'm hoping if he bounces right i won't i will not be surprised if he bounces right back next week 
But that was kind of recapping week 13. So we're going to move on to the MVP. We're kind of going to see where the MVP race is as of right now. So I'm going to go over the top three spots that I think I that no, well that I do have for the NB, as of right now, the MVP race. These are my top three. So coming at number three, we just talked about Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry can finish strong, which is not what it's looking like last week, but if he can finish strong as he did last year, I believe he will have a shot at becoming the first running back to win an MVP since Adrian Peterson did in 2012. The league's leading rusher has 414 yards in his last three games, and the Titans are in first place in the AFC South. It kind of makes you wonder, if he didn't have such a bad game this week, or since he did, did it kind of slow him down a little bit? I honestly don't think so, but I'm putting him at number three as of right now. But moving on to number two, I'm going to put Green Bay Packers' Aaron Rodgers. Kind of interesting, but Aaron Rodgers has had a very good season. I think it is a two-horse race between two former MVPs. Aaron, you, you know who number one is, of course. But we're talking about Aaron Rodgers right now. Aaron Rodgers leads the NFL in passing touchdowns and passer rating. But his his Packers have lost three games, which might have an effect on on the NV, uh, on the MVP race as of right now for Aaron Rodgers if he doesn't turn it around. So moving on to number one, you already know who it is. It's Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, however, leads different from Aaron Rodgers. However, he does lead the league in QBR for a team with just one loss. He's completed 73% of his passes over a course of a six-game winning streak. And of course, as we know, the Chiefs are second best record with 10-1. and one. So does that have an effect? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it does. Because you always got to look at the team's record when it comes to MVP race. So that was my top three MVPs candidates for right now. I hope you guys are enjoying today's podcast so far, but before I go any further, I need to tell you guys about the sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is presented to you by The Gallery. This year, we're looking for perfect holiday gifts, and today I want to tell you about The Gallery. The Gallery Shop is a collection of photographs from around the world. All prints are made from 100% recyclable aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, for the holiday season, the gallery is exclusively offering our listeners 25% off your next purchase by using the code THROWDOWN at their website. That's 25% off at thegallery.com. That's the G-A-L-R-Y using the code THROWDOWN. The gallery created your perfect space. So big thanks to the gallery for sponsoring today's episode. Remember to use that code or else you won't get 25% off. So there's really no point, but you got to use the code. So big thanks to them for sponsoring today's podcast. But we are continuing on because it's time to stay up to date with our injury reports. So we have had a lot of injuries with Christian McCaffrey, Daniel Jones, DJ Moore, and many more. <laughs> and many more. But I'm going to keep you guys up to date on their status. So... Chris McCaffrey's status. When will he return from this shoulder injury? It has been a very, very frustrating season for Chris McCaffrey and really Panthers fans. I am a Panthers fan. It's been so annoying and I've had him on my fantasy team and I'm just like, please come back, please. But the all-pro running back departed in week two with a high ankle sprain, then suffered a shoulder injury upon his return the same week he returned in week nine he got injured again before the team's week 12 by McCaffrey was able to practice on a limited basis following some additional time to rest things are trending in the right direction 
So, as of right now, we are pretty sure Christian McCaffrey will return for week, turn, week 14 and is given the full workload that fans and fantasy managers are used to. So, that is great news for any fantasy owners and Panthers fans in general. So, Christian McCaffrey will most likely come back this next week. So, that is huge, but we're moving on to another Carolina Panthers entry, and that is involving DJ Moore, who has suffered an ankle injury and has been replaced on injury reserves COVID-19 list. DJ Moore's injury was a leg injury suffered against the Minnesota Vikings. Coming down awkwardly on his right foot, non-connection injuries are always concerning and everyone is alarmed when a player cannot return to the game. So, his status is... A little bit concerning because unfortunately a COVID-19 outbreak will now sideline DJ Moore. Carolina announced this on Monday that Moore tested positive for COVID-19 and he will miss week 14 and is uncertain for week 15. Additionally, Curtis Samuel was said to be in close contact and also landed on the COVID-19 list. In order to play Sunday, Curtis Samuel must test negative for six consecutive days. Robbie Anderson is a must-star wide receiver in fantasy coming up this week because he will play because he has no COVID-19 for him. But Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, on the other hand, are not looking good. So anyway, we're moving on to our next update, and that's going to be on New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones has suffered a hamstring injury and could return for Week 14. Daniel Jones left the third quarter of Week 12 with a hamstring injury, and things did not sound promising. Fortunately, the MRI result determined that he avoided major damage. New York still played it safe with their young quarterback, and that decision is looking like it is going to pay off. Coming off a stunning victory and sitting atop the NFC East, the news keeps getting better for the New York Giants. So, great news for Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. We're moving on to our next injury update. Pittsburgh Steelers injury report latest update on James Conner. He was placed on the COVID-19 list. While it's concerning when another member of the NFL tests positive for COVID-19, there's additional reason to be alarmed with James Conner. Pittsburgh star running back is a survivor of leukemia, which puts him at great risk for health complications from the coronavirus. Fortunately, there has been no reports indicating James Conner is dealing with severe symptoms, nor is he re- repeatedly testing positive for COVID-19. So that is great news. While the NFL's COVID-19 protocol technically could allow him to return for week 13, there is no way Pittsburgh could, would risk it dur- given, the, given the numbers of practices he has missed. So that was an update on James Conner. Now we're moving on to an update of when Drew Brees will return. Drew Brees might have suffered one of the most painful injuries in the NFL season. He left in Week 10 with a rib injury, but the full extent of the damage wasn't known until days later. The future Hall of Famer suffered 11 fractured ribs and a collapsed lung, guaranteeing a multiple-week absence. Shortly after the diagnosis, we got a report that Week 15 was the team's target date for return. But in an interview before week 13, Drew Brees mentioned that he was unable to fly, and that was one of the reasons he had been sidelined. Unable to travel for road games, Drew Brees is making progress and ramping up activity, but it is right now unclear if he will come back. So moving on to our last update for today, and that's the Detroit Lions injury report latest news on DeAndre Swift for week 14 status. DeAndre Swift, who is doing great for fantasy owners and just great for the Lions, who is having he's having a great rookie year, but he suffered a concussion and missed consecutive games in the NFL concussion protocol. On the verge of returning to practice before Week 13, more issues popped up. Adrian Peterson noted that Detroit's exciting rookie hasn't been the same since suffering the concussion. DeAndre Swift missed the practice on Thursday and Friday with an illness, then was ruled out before the game. We expect Swift to return in Week 14, 
additional recovery time should help him recover from the complications he's been dealing with. Facing one of the NFL's worst run defense, Swift could explode against the Green Bay Packers if he is active, and receivers as a starter should get a big workload. Swift ranks as a top 12 running back going into week 14. That was all for big updates in the NFL, and we are now moving on to winners and losers of week 13. In this segment, we go over all the winners and losers of week 13. Sometimes it's a team, sometimes it's a player, sometimes it's something completely different. So coming up, our first winner is going to be the Jets going for the first pick. We understand greatness when it is tested. Hypothetically, the best team ever should win every game by a huge margin. But we don't remember the time Michael Jordan and the Bulls beat the Jazz 96-54. to Remember the time when the Bulls would have lost the game if it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting a steal and hitting a last-second game-winning shot. We remember the moment when he needed a miracle. And the, that moment when he dug deep and proved he was the best. Similar to Sunday's game, we will remember the campaign of 2020, the New York Jets. The losing machine is what we're going to be calling them. To become the third NFL team ever to go 0-16, we won't remember them for their biggest loss. The time they gave up a 37 points to the Broncos' backup quarterback. The time Sam Donald had two pick sixes and a safety against the Colts. The time they got outscored 44-3 in two games against the Dolphins. We'll remember them for Sunday. When they were seconds away from beating the potential playoff-bound Raiders, but instead dug deep and proved they are the worst. Which is true. They really are the worst, and it's kind of sad. But our, our loser is going to be the NFL replay system. Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown in 9 of the Chiefs' first 11 games this year, including 3 last week. It seemed impossible to keep the speedster out of the end zone, but somehow the Broncos did it last night on Sunday Night Football. But kind of. They only did it kind of. On one play, Hill backflipped into the end zone, but it was called back due to a penalty. It, you gotta go watch it. He stood at the one yard line, and he waited for like a couple seconds, and he straight up backflipped in the end zone. You gotta go watch that. And then on another play, Tyreek Hill caught a touchdown, but nobody realized it, even when they went back and looked at the replay. Again, you gotta see these for yourself, because I, I, I have trouble describing them for you, because... But you, you gotta see that for yourself. Tyreek Hill did catch a touchdown. The second quarter passed, went into Hill's hands. He hobbled it up. The ball bounced off the cornerback, AJ Boya's helmet, up into the air and off of Hill's helmet. And then it landed right on his shoulder pad before it, he just like fell on the ground. You gotta go see it for yourself. He did catch it and it was an insane catch. I'm telling you, he caught it. Everyone's saying he caught it. And he really did. He actually caught it. But you got to go see it for yourself. But we're moving on to our other winner. And that is the Giants AFC East leading defense. The Giants were without starting quarterback Daniel Jones on Sunday. After he strained his hamstring last week as we just talked about. The, so they started Colt McCoy. The same Colt McCoy who took over as a starting quarterback for Texas. After Vince Young won the national championship in 2005. McCoy had lost his last six NFL starts dating back to 2014. And going up against the Seahawks seemed like a guaranteed loss. Seattle was 8-3. and three. And on the top of the NFL's best division, the NFC West, while the Giants were hanging on to a slim, sad lead on the top of the NFL's worst division, the NFC East. 
Could the old guy somehow prove he had enough to win games in the NFL? And really, not really. He, eh. Colt McCoy went 13 for 22 for 105 yards with a touchdown and an interception. The one touchdown was to Alfred Morris to complete the entire 2014 Washington experience. So that's pretty cool. But the Giants still won because they shut down one of the most effective offenses in the NFL. Seattle entered the game averaging 31 points per game, the third most in the league. But on Sunday, they scored 12 points, their fewest of the season. And really, the offense was only responsible for 10 of those points. Two came from a safety after a blocked punt. The Giants won the game with just 100 passing yards, tied for the fourth fewest of any team to ever win a game this season. And they also had 17 points, tied for the fifth fewest of any team in any game this season. The New York Giants managed to sack Russell Wilson five times and force him into two turnovers and an, intercep- an interception and a lost fumble. So that was our winners and losers of week 13. And that's going to do it for today's podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed. We're kept up to date and entertained. I am Henry. I will be back probably on Monday and maybe Thursday. We might actually do a game preview on Thursday. Make sure to follow the social links down in the description. Definitely make sure to check out the YouTube channel. If you're not checking out the YouTube channel, I don't know what you're doing. Make sure to follow on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. Thank you guys so much for listening to the end. I'm Henry. Peace out, everybody.